Shalom Tamar. Thanks so much as always for allowing me to be part of your weekend edition with this Noahide segment. And I have to tell you today and tell the listeners I am so excited about our guest I can't hardly contain myself. My friends, we have with us today the International Director of the Temple Institute, who is also a radio talk show host on Temple Talk with Israel National Radio. He is a Noahide scholar. He is also going to be one of our honored guest speakers at the upcoming World Noahide Conference in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the end of June, uh, June 26th through the 29th. And I certainly hope as many of you who can get there will get there because I can guarantee it will be well worth your, your time and effort. And let me go ahead and introduce Rabbi Kayim Richman. Rabbi Richman, thank you so much for being on this show with us today, and welcome to the show. Shalom Ray, it's a pleasure to be speaking to you, and I'm looking forward very much to being with you together at the conference in Florida at the end of June. Well, thank you, Rabbi. I am so looking forward to meeting you personally out in Fort Lauderdale. I understand that you're going to be speaking uh, a couple times out at the conference, I know that one of your topics, which is a very important topic, specifically on Noahide Halakha, could you please share with us a little bit about that particular lecture and subject matter that you'll be speaking on at the conference? Basically, the concept, and of course, you're very familiar with, is that the Torah, the holy covenant that God has given to Israel, is really a covenant also with all mankind, and that the basic seven Noahide laws binding upon all humanity. Now, of course, these basic seven laws are somewhat skeletal, they're kind of like an outline of the basic building blocks of society, and the truth is that there are layer upon layer and level upon level of uh, degrees of f- fulfillment of these commandments and other commandments as well in the Torah. In other words, the Torah is really quite universal in its message. True, Israel has its covenants with the Almighty through the 613 commandments. The seven basic laws are those that are binding on the descendants of Noah. But you know that Torah is a very specific kind of thing. And one of the questions comes to mind, of course, is how exactly in our complex technological world of this 2008, how are these laws manifest? How are they um, to be understood and applied to every practical situation? The Torah addresses this, and the, and the sages of Israel, in the tradition handed down ever since the revelation of the giving of the Torah to Moses at Mount Sinai, there is a process, a system of the interpretation of Jewish law. To be able to understand how the Torah, which of course is eternal and timeless, and God of course being the author of the universe and the creator of man, had intended that the Torah be observed in every clime, in every generation, in every era. And how do we best understand how to apply the Torah to our lives now? So that's one aspect of 
this concept of hanukha, because just as the Jewish people have their response to literature and their and their way of understanding how halacha fits into every possible situation today and how we can sanctify God's name through living according to his will and his word now, so too the righteous Gentiles who wish to embrace the God of Israel and live according to the Torah also have many questions as to all sorts of particular situations that they find themselves in in today's world and they want to understand exactly how best to serve Hashem by keeping these laws. That's one level of this concept of halakha within a framework of the seven laws. And other levels that I'm going to be discussing uh, include the, the idea and the concept that many times the righteous amongst the nations, the B'nai Noach, also wonder and seek perhaps to observe other facets of the Torah, perhaps not classically considered to be within the framework of the seven laws, but popular question can B'nai Noach observe other parts of the Torah as well? What is the take, for example, on the Noahide and Shabbats? What is the take, for example, on the Noahides and keeping kosher and, and the holidays? And all sorts of questions that people are wondering, do I fit into this or is this only for the Jewish people? These are some of the topics that have been addressed by the rabbis in Jerusalem who have a very strong heart for helping the Noah of the world. And these are some of the concepts that I'm going to be representing at the conference. Well, Rabbi, I'm certainly one of those standing in line to ask those questions. And certainly I could uh, speak with you on this subject well into next year. You are also speaking on a second subject, which I also feel is going to be very interesting, and that has to do with the Holy Temple and the relation to the world. And I understand that you have a special announcement regarding that particular presentation. Can you share a little bit about that with us? Well, Ray, you know that the um, basic thrust of um, my life's work is uh, towards the um, reestablishment of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. We believe that this is not uh, a legend or mythological or not something that uh, the Messiah is going to do or that's going to come down from heaven. We believe that Hashem himself requires us to build the temple and that this is a, a commandment that is incumbent upon us and that we are expected to fulfill it just as we are expected to fulfill all of the commandments of the Torah uh, as best as possible, of course, under the human condition, the circumstances that we have uh, available, but that God certainly wants us to act and to, and to be motivated to make a place for him in this world. And unfortunately, many people are under the impression that the Holy Temple is a Jewish thing, you know, some kind of shul, some kind of synagogue or social club, and something that is just uh, very much uh, uh, of interest to the Jewish people, and the rest of the world perhaps watches it because they're interested in, in the clock of redemption, they're interested in, in uh, maybe uh, Armageddon, but they don't really understand that the major message of every prophet of Israel is that the third temple is the hallmark of the era of unparalleled unity. For our humanity to worship together the one true God, to recognize the purpose of life to be united together in the light of Hashem, to go with the Torah. And that period, the period of the building of the, of the third temple, will truly usher in an unparalleled era of peace and harmony for all humanity. And 
and this is certainly a, a goal of mine to try and teach and clarify for the non-Jews as well that the Holy Temple is something which is needed very desperately by all mankind. It's the secret of peace. It's the secret of the fulfillment of our uh, of our aspirations and desires. It's the secret of the fulfillment uh, and the rectification of our relationship with God and something which is truly, um, without it, we are all basically just functioning on uh, a very low level of, uh, of, what, of, of what we could be living and getting out of life. And we're kind of in a very diluted uh, reality without that tremendous uh, tremendous um, balance that's reinstated in, in our lives with, with the Holy Temple. So this is something that uh, there's growing awareness about, and I have seen myself uh, in Israel and throughout the world uh, throughout the, the past uh, two decades how there is now a much greater understanding and awareness and awakening as to the need for the temple to be restored and for Hashem's honor to be restored because what the temple is all about, it's, we see this consistently throughout the Tanakh, it's about a reflection of the honor of our Creator. And that's what we want to restore. The work of the Temple Institute, which listeners uh, can uh, visit virtually at www.templeinstitute.org, and certainly they're welcome to visit us in person here in Jerusalem. Our work is about raising the consciousness of the Jewish people, the B'nai Noach, the whole world, to realize how central the Holy Temple is in the life of mankind. And one of the things that we do in order to bring about that restoration of consciousness, one of the things that we do is we prepare the vessels, the garments of the priests, and all the things that will be necessary to restore the divine service of the Holy Temple, the things that we are creating today with painstaking research are not replicas, not museum pieces, but they're actually real. They're kosher for use according to Torah law. They're made of the original materials, whether it's gold or silver or what have you, and they are ready to be used in the Holy Temple and according to Halakha. But in, for example, to Maimonides, this is actually like the first stage of the building of the Temple. And I'm going, God willing, to be bringing with me um, we don't usually bring things out of the country, but because of the fact that I feel it's so important to uh, share what we're doing with people and to be able to um, bring about a feeling of uh, inspiration and, and understanding of, of just what's going on and how important it is that we focus on the temple, I'm going to be bringing with me one of the newly created vessels We'll be taking from Jerusalem the brand new golden crown of the high priest. I'm going to be um, having that with me at the conference to display God's help. Rabbi Richmond, that is fantastic news. Truly a, a blessing from Hashem. I want to thank you, Rabbi Richmond, for sharing some of your day with us and being a guest on the Noahide segment of the weekend edition. Uh, it is very, very kind of you. Thank you so much. And Ray, I'd like to thank you for having me, and I'd also like to express my thanks to Tamar for um, hosting us both. I just want to tell you what a privilege it is for me to um, be involved in this work and how uh, appreciative I am, uh, first of all, for you for hosting this conference and 
uh, in general for the Bnei Noach movement and what a great honor and merit I feel it is that Hashem has given me this blessing to be associated with such people that are uh, working so hard to do um, the right thing, to find Hashem in their lives, to come close to the Torah. It's a great privilege and honor for me. I'm very much appreciative of the opportunity to be able to come and meet such wonderful people, and I want to thank you for that. Thank you so much for your kind words, Rabbi. For our listeners who wish to learn more about the temple, please visit www.templeinstitute.org. Tamar, thanks for letting us be part of your weekend edition. We'll see you next week. Shavuot Tov.